Hi, this is Dr. Tom Vergus, and this is CQ for Global Leaders. I was speaking at a conference recently on how do we actually influence stakeholders, and I shared with them some of the principles, or rather the five principles of influence. The greatest, or greatest, the, the literature that's written around influence is, a lot of it is based on the work of Robert Cialdini, who's written two books on influence. But I was sharing with them, here are some of the things that I think about when it comes to influencing. And of course, all of us as leaders need to influence uh, people. So I thought for this podcast, I would share the five principles. So here's the first principle. Know your message. What is it that you're trying to get across to the audience? And of course, understand that with the message, am I trying to appeal to their head? In other words, is it logic? Or am I appealing to their heart? Is it going to be more emotional? Or am I dealing to their hands in other words, do we want them to do do something, take action? So this is the three H model, right? The head, the heart, and the hands. What's our message and which part are we actually appealing to? Or are we appealing, to, in fact, to all three? The point here is actually trying to understand how do I need to tweak my message to appeal to different uh, aspects. We've obviously talked about change in the earlier podcast. And when we're trying to influence anyone, ultimately what we're trying to do is bring about change. And change is about moving from the current state to the future state. And as all of us know, it's never quite as smooth. It can be a bit bumpy along the journey. And what we're trying to do is get people on that path along. And if you listen to my previous podcasts, which I talked about the change adoption model, again, it may help you think about where do people fit in the change continuum. The second principle is around identifying your stakeholders. So in other words, who are they that you are trying to influence. Who are these people? You know, what are their demographics? Age group, what do they like? What are some of the psychographic information that you may have? What are their topics that they like? What are some of the values? What are some of the professional characteristics that the stakeholders may have? What are some of the KPIs? measures of success, what are, the, what are some things that they like. And of course, other things you may also take into consideration would be the geographical parameters. You know, where do they live, different parts of the world, how do I, again, craft it differently? And what are some of the potential barriers that may step in the way? So if you can actually identify your stack, stakeholders and build a profile around them that will actually help in how you message it. Now, some of you may be familiar with the work of uh, David Rock. David Rock uh, has done a lot of work with brain and bias 
and neurolinguistic. And he talks about his SCARF model, S-C-A-R-F, S standing for status, C is certainty, A is autonomy, R is relatedness, and F is fairness. And according to his model, you can look at stakeholder needs in that particular framework. So if you can move people towards any of those things that meets their needs, they're going to welcome your influence. And of course, if they feel threatened, they're going to back away. And again, that's just a model to try to understand it. You may use other models. You may think about the MBTI model, Myers-Briggs. You may use team performance. You may use the DISC model. It doesn't matter what model you use, but what's a framework that you can actually use to help understand stakeholder needs. The third principle is tailoring your communication. So what does that mean? That famous radio station, WIIFM, what's in it for me? So how do we tailor our message? How do we tailor our communication based on who we are speaking to. If we are speaking to novices in the topic, people who don't know a lot about it, you want to be careful about how much information you give them. Now, if you're talking to someone who's a generalist in an organization, who may be aware of the topic, how do you then address the major themes and acknowledge them for what they know? Compared to if you're speaking to an expert who knows a lot about the topic, how then do you frame your narrative in a different way? And if you're talking to people in the organization, again, there will be a difference in how you tailor your, your message based on whether you're speaking to people in management or people who are in the executive team. Because the people in management will probably be interested in what are some of the actions and insights that will help them move their business ahead, whereas the executive team will probably be looking at impact on the business, the ROI, what's the value of what it is you're trying to actually get them to do. The fourth principle is really managing the resistance. And what do I mean by that? In any change process, you are going to meet some level of resistance. The default in most situations is actually no. Because when I say yes to something, it's going to require me to change. It's going to require me to do something. And for most people, they like maintaining the status quo. So therefore, the default tends to be no. So if we can anticipate that there will be some level of resistance, again, it helps us be better prepared. Areas of uh, tension could be things like credibility. Do you have the credibility to be talking about this particular area that you want people to change? Is there communication mismatch? How do I create a narrative so that it makes sense to different people, different groups, different levels in the organization, different parts of the world? How do I appeal to their self-interest? How do I actually create, again, a message that deals with, you know, what's, what's important for them? If you think about conflict, 
one of some of the ways that we deal with conflict, people either tend to fight the conflict or it's flight. So it's fight, flight, or freeze, right? They either fight it or they move away from it or they just get stuck. Again, if you're cognizant of that, helps you think about it differently. The fifth principle of influence is really around planning your next steps. So what's the plan? When you put a plan together, you know, one of the first few things you need to put into place when you're trying to influence a group of people. If you can identify the first two or three steps, then that gives you the ability to step into action when you finish. So, in summary, the five principles of influence, be clear about your message, step one. Step two, know your stakeholders. Step three, tailor your communication. Step four, manage the resistance. And step five, plan your steps. Reflection point here is, again, as a global leader, you're trying to influence people across distance, culture, and time. How do you do that? And how do you use these five principles to help you be a better influencer? You've been listening to CQ for Global Leaders with me, Dr. Tom Vergus. To find out more, please reach out either via phone, email, or our site, culturalsynergies.com.